getting ready for the world's greatest Arsenal podcast. Welcome to another podcast by Guns and Yellow Ribbons. Enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to another episode of Guns and Yellow Ribbons with Fergus. Today I'm joined by Manny, uh, by Scully Mike and Big Steve. We're going to discuss that FA Cup defeat to Man United, look ahead to the Cardiff game, discuss the lack of transfer window and much, much more. Remember, this is an Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans for Arsenal fans. Enjoy the show. Good morning, boys. Or is it good? I don't know. Um, I sat a little bit croaky this morning. It was nearly one o'clock this morning by the time I got to sleep. Um, I hadn't written this and uh, I'd been down in... I went to Norwich yesterday to drop my do- wife off uh, to see her friend up there. And there was an accident on the M11. And it took me nearly four hours to get there, two hours to get back. So I was six hours in the car. And I had to go down to London to sort some stuff out and then went to the game. And uh, I had bad sciatica from sitting in the car all day. And I hobbled around and went to the stadium to see that shit. But, 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 but. We did have some nice pre-match beers um, with some new Gunnarets, Faye and Louise, um, uh, were, who were really, really funny. Um, and I did actually do an interview with them um, uh, at half time, and they were really, really funny. And I fucked it up last night. I was editing it, and I was taking out a bit of noise at the end. I ended up deleting all of their interview rather than the noise oh. at the end. So apologies, <laughs> girls. You'll have to wait for another week till you're famous. <laughs> Steve, I can hear you giggling away. How are you keeping? Yeah, yeah, not too bad, man. Not too bad. Just cracking on with with everything. Obviously, I've been busy the last few weeks, so it's been a while since I've been on. But good to good to come back on. Just a shame we're not talking about a win. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Scotty, hey up, lad. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> um, am I forgiven by um by our producer Jay yet? No. <laughs> Uh, hmm. Up the arse. Up the arse. <laughs> Fuck the Spurs. <laughs> Manny, good morning. Yo, yo, what's going on? Um, <clears throat> not, not very much. I know, I know I know, that you've been chomping at the bit to get on here this morning, haven't you? So. Oh, it's going to be brutal, mate. It is going to be brutal. <laughs> I'm gonna telling be... you. He's going to confess his love for Granite Xhaka. Uh, Steve, I will shoot you first before I do that. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay. Uh, <laughs> Yesterday at 1955, it all started at the Emirates Stadium. Um, a game with uh, which is huge history. If you think back to the 1999 FA Cup replay, Ryan Giggs and his fucking hairy chest, Burkamp missing that penalty, or just think, was it the Millennium Stadium 2005, Vieira's final shot uh, penalty for Arsenal, uh, and we lifted the cup against all the odds. Arsenal looking, were looking to reach their fifth uh, the fifth round are better for the um, for seven of the past eight seasons. The only time we failed to get through the fourth round was last season, and we all blame Wenger, um, against Forrest. Um, United have won all seven games under Oli, this uh, silent, baby-faced assassin, Solskjaer, scoring 19 goals and just conceding four. The lineups were Aaron Ramsey started, Mesut Ozil was on the bench, Maitland-Niles started, even though I got slated on some groups about saying that we should have uh, Carl Jenkins and start. But when you looked at the look at the bench, the bench was shocking. The only the only option we had on the bench was really Ozil. Mm. Mm. What did we make of it, boys? Of the lineups, Steve. Um, I, I thought I thought the lineup was okay. I did I did think Ozil would have started. Um, I thought that we would have had a bit more on the bench, and to be honest, I thought, I thought perhaps they might bring bring Jenkinson in. Um, I mean, I can see why they didn't. And to be fair, I think for the most part, Maitland-Niles had an all right game, but he's not a right back. And as soon as the pressure was on and he was on the back foot, you could you could completely see um, sort of the defensive deficiencies. Um, but yeah, I, you know that that was a lineup that could have could have won. Scunny. It was a pretty similar lineup that we had against Chelsea, barring obviously Bellerin and uh, Gwendouzi not being on the pitch. But I honestly thought it was it was a strong-ish lineup. Mm. Uh, I thought it could have we could have taken it to him. I think we did try and take it to them, but we just had... yeah. I think barring we'll probably get into it as well during this, barring the couple of injuries that we had and uh, some stupid mistakes. 
Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, Czech was in goal, wasn't he? Not, not Leno, but I thought it was a strong lineup. I thought we could have could have got something out of it, but unfortunately, it wasn't meant to be. But uh, when you say people say about AMN as well, uh, Maitland Niles, I thought he had a strong game, barring the goal. I think he kept Sanchez quiet. Uh, yeah, he didn't. He didn't make Sanchez do very much, but. Um... I, I still think, like what Steve said, he's not a right back. He's better on the wing or in the, in the no, midfield. No, he, he has been shoved in, but but when we when if it, we, obviously Emery sees something in him more than what he does Jenkinson. So Jenkinson, you, you know, what I mean, who is a natural right back, right back. So Jenkinson's played five games and had five good games this season. He's won mm. in all of them. He's good at crossing a ball. He is a natural right back. Why the fuck put a square peg in a round hole? In a round hole. That's uh, and and that, that, that's that's my only thing. I know. I know. Well, I that's like... what I mean. That, that's why I keep saying it's. Uh, that's why I've just said um, Emery sees something in him. Obviously, that he sees he sees more than in him than what he does Jenkinson. Mm. Let's see, Manny thoughts. Um. Yeah, I was. Um. I was a bit annoyed with with the um, with our defense. I, I would have, as much as I dislike Jenkinson, I would have started him over Maitland Niles, um, and I would have brought in Monreal um, to go left back. You know, mm. and as we saw, uh, I think that would have been the right choice. To be honest with you, um, I would have had Maitland Niles on the wing, uh, on right wing, and uh, everyone else just pretty much. It was a strong lineup. It was it was what I expected. It, but it was probably as strong as we could have gone, um, and it just shows with the depth we haven't got. Uh, when you looked at the bench, really. Oh, that bench was. I look. Oh, I looked at it and I, I was just depressed because there was no obvious changes that we could have brought on to to make a, a complete difference. I mean, look at the opposing bench and they could have brought they brought on Rashford and Martial and look at who we brought on. You know what I mean? Mm. Although our, our substitutions were forced due to injuries and so on, which we'll talk about. Alexis Sanchez, the dog shagger, uh, made a goal-scoring return to I can't Arsenal. believe you've just said that. <laughs> He's a fucking dog shagger, honestly. He is fucking... Oh, I'm not going to say the other word. He got, a, he got a reception. We welcomed him back to the Emirates. We welcomed him back with fucking full open bowels and we gave him everything. Absolutely love- fucking everything. <clears throat> I love how um, there was a lot of stuff on Twitter this week because obviously after everyone was sort of singing Giroud's name and warm welcome that he got, everyone was like, oh, I bet nobody's going to do it to Sanchez next week. You know, you should never sing an opponent's name, which I agree. But there's a massive difference between Sanchez and Giroud. <laughs> and I'm so glad that that was prominent last night. Well, Giroud, Giroud came up to the North Bank when he walked up and the first thing he done was touched his heart. And yeah. that's when we start singing to him. Giroud has a bit of class. Giroud walked yeah, away. Giroud walked away. There was from a the, difference the, the, in the way they both left as well. Yeah. You know what I mean? He, Giroud he was didn't forced want out. to leave, does he? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And he's so never right. slagged off the club. He's not been a money-grabbing bastard. Uh, he's not a dog shagger. And that's it. So... But Sanchez had struggled, had been struggling uh, since he went to uh, Old Trafford. I think in three, in a full year, it was a full year he was in. Uh, he'd only scored three goals and 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 pocketed twenty four million. The poor fucker. Um, mm. A year ago, uh, but it was it was the sharpness of um, Lukaku's reverse pass that put him in. Peter Cech um, gave United the lead on the thirty first minute. I watched the highlights. Unfortunately, watched the highlights again this morning because I, I, it was down my end when when I was watching it. Cech pulled his hands away. It looked like it, it was. He was so. I mean, as bad as the defense was, Cech was the the goals that he let in, especially the first two. I, I haven't seen the the third one again. I mean, the, the, although then again, the parry was was, was shocking. Um, but the, yeah, he was slow to get, like way too slow to get down. His hand wasn't even stretched out. Oh, it was fucking and, terrible. And two minutes later, he did it again when Lukaku put um, oh, Lingard fucking in. Fucking terror! It was just awful. Mind I'm, you, I was on the first one, Sanchez comes to the North Bank and he, he stands there with his arms up looking. And I just thought, oh, it was. I was so glad it wasn't in my corner. It was over in front of Tracy Islets and, and that. And she said she thought people were asleep and stuff, uh, but they just woke up and it just went into overdrive of hate and all sorts. And I think there'll be some other people maybe losing their seats because you could see stuff coming on the pitch at him. And same down the yeah. other end with Lingard. So yeah, I fucking hate Lingard. Mm. Um. Bamiyang got on to a 
a tireless effort by Ramsey, I think. I thought he'd done very, very well, Ramsey, uh, to put a, put a cross in, which eventually fell to Bamiyang, and he put, put it in just before the break. And uh, it was 2-1, and I think it was the right time to score a goal. Um, you know, I think if we'd gone in 2-0, it, well, it wouldn't be a different story. But you, you know what the, the, the scenario, mm-hmm. like people say, if you've gone in 2-0, it just feels, would have a different feel about it. There was a little bit of belief in among the crowd as well that we'd pull, pulled one back and we looked like we put a bit of effort in. Um, uh, and just after the break, Romero, who I thought was meant to be shit, <laughs> I said that to somebody. I thought, yeah, their second keeper, the Hayes not playing, they, they, their second keeper, he's shit he is. With that, he made a fucking wonder save from Ramsey at the start of the second half, which was crucial in keeping Arsenal at bay. Because um, we rarely troubled, troubled them afterwards. And after that, we had, were not helped by the injuries to uh, Socrates and Kolchelny. Although I did think with Kolchelny's injury, it looked... From what I've seen on the replay, it looked a bit soft. No, I, there was no intention by Lukaku, who, mm. by the who, by the way, he, he's like he should be playing on Hackney Wick. He is so fucking fat. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> <laughs> it, he's he's massive. I mean, my, my my dad was like, I mean, it annoys me because he's not really a football man, but he was screaming and shouting, "Get up, are oh, you tired? Oh, it's nothing." And I'm just like, he's just had a seventeen stone geezer just cracking him in the side stone? of the head. I think he's about 17 stone, yeah. Lukaku. That's his left fucking leg and testicle. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it it, it, it looked like Koscielny made a meal out of it, but it was a crack to the side of the head, so... And and it, it gashed his ear, so, you okay. know, bit it was he, he was down for some time. So. Yeah. And Martial, as you said, he came on and he got the winner after he pounced on a pathetic palm away <sighs> by Peter Cech. Well... Well, well, what's there to be said that hasn't already been said? Um, I mean, you glossed over the the, the first goal, but let me go right back. I just give you a summary. That's also no, no, no. I'm I'm saying you go right back to the Wolves game, and I think it was Adama Traore went through and and chopped, you know, um, holding, and it was one v one with Leno. Look at the difference between the way Leno came out, and look at the difference in Czech yesterday. Didn't make himself big. Didn't try to go for it. He made it so That's easy. It. And what what, was, what game was it? It was the West Ham game, right? Um, we, we were having the podcast and I said, when a goalkeeper makes a save, they always tell you to palm it away from, from the penalty area and around, the, and around the post. What the fuck was Czech doing? This Straight is a goalkeeper. This is a goalkeeper. People are saying that when we signed him, oh, he would save us 15 points. So he's got all this experience. Yet he's making errors that a 19, 20 year old keeper would be making and everyone will be will be okay with that because of his age. He's 36 going on 37 and he's making basic, basic errors. He should just retire right now you think because he's, David he's Seaman, not good enough. David Seaman was 41 when he left the Arsenal and he was still making good saves at 36, 37. So Czech should be making good saves. I, I, for me, Czech was world class. When he got kicked in the head, he went down a level, and he's never been the same since. Mm. He's he's done okay at Arsenal, but you know he's he's not brilliant. He, bro- he has checked out already. He's ready for retirement already. So mm. I agree with Manny there. If you're ready, if you're ready for retirement now, you, you might Fuck as well off. just go now. Dermot sent me a text today, and uh, Dermot and Rory are both Man United fans, and he said uh, he's just looked at the highlights. Arsenal off of the second and third colds. Lukaku on the win- wing, not really marked. Man United game is predictable break with speed we should have done better yeah in 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 in, in meaning arsenal should have done better mate look at the second goal right in in particular that that was the goal that annoyed me the most because i don't understand what the fuck Torreira and and jackal were doing right we're attacking and both of them right were over the halfway line trying to join the attack then lingard is completely on his own right and the deepest player who could have saw what Lingard was doing was the worst midfielder that we've had in quite some time in Xhaka. And then Kolasinac, how many times have we said about Kolasinac defensively? Mm. He, he, he didn't have a good game defensively nope. at all. Uh, Lukaku did tear him up. I, I, I think he's been a good player for us this season, but in that mm. game particularly, I think he, he, didn't, he didn't shine. Um, because he had a big man to defend him and uh, to, to defend against, and that's where I think Torreira 
or Shaka should have sat back deeper and offered some form of protection because neither of them did. No, neither of them did. That really shocked me. Yeah, I thought Shaka was pissed. Put. I mean, like oh. I know it's it's a recurring, recurring statement, but. As, as Manny said, our deepest player, last night I was looking out and looking out and looking out and I was looking at the stats through the game. You know, yes, he made the most passes and everyone, including myself, has said about his passing game. But when you actually look at the passes he's making, it's because he's sat so far out of the game. He's fucking gutless and spineless and he didn't make a tackle. What Ozil came on and in 20, 30 minutes that Ozil was on, he made three tackles. Xhaka made fuck all, all game and he spent half hour as a centre-back. I told you, but didn't I? I know, I, I've told I know, you guys this. I know. I've been I, saying this for a year. Steve no, converted. No, I've been <laughs> well, saying this for a year, Steve. Well, right, and, well, and know, it's not only I to know. you, and it's not only to you. <laughs> it's to other people as well. Right, I've been saying this about this guy. Yeah, right. I know. The I excuses, the excuses we make for these, but we always have excuses for bang average players. Of course, right? we do. For Jacker is all he doesn't have a DM next to him. For that, this guy, right, has. The fo- he doesn't have a football brain like you said Steve he's a fucking coward I was watching it with Absolutely. my brothers yesterday right? I was watching it with my brothers right and my older brother is one of the worst people to watch football with I'm telling you he screams and shouts over everything right but then he goes did you just see what Xhaka just did right and I'm like no I didn't I didn't see it. I missed it rewind thank fuck to Sky to Sky Plus and Lingard was going to cross the ball Xhaka turns his back mm turns his back to the ball he is quite possibly one of the worst midfielders we've had since Arsenal moved to the Emirates and I'm not over exaggerating doesn't have a football brain can't run doesn't make tackles the only thing that is good about him is that he can make a pass and I asked Mm. you guys this is that enough to be in this team it's not. I think he's I not think good he enough. A, he, you know, he did have a string of good games when when he was sat next to Torreira, and you know, and we were on our streak. Fair but, enough. But Max avoided, and it's, Ma- Ma- he was all right. <laughs> Max Max pointed out uh, the other day that Torreira's changed his style of play, and and it was yes. evident yesterday that Torreira's gone more on the attack. And Manny, I think you said it that there were the two furthers up the pitch, where when he first used to come on, he'd be back outside the centre circle yeah. in, in the defensive half. And there as cover. I was going to make it, a point on this, uh, actually, to be fair. Are we now making the same mistake what Chelsea's doing with Kante and yep. what, we're, what we're doing with Torreira? That's what I'm worried about. I, th- I think it's more we're a case... pushing our defensive midfielder the, further up. I, I think it's more of a case there is there is not enough driving from the midfield. And when we're playing, when we're playing a back, uh, back four... Torreira is going up a bit and I think that's just because our attack lacks numbers and lacks efficiency mm-hmm. that it's it, I don't think it's a case of changing how Torreira plays I just think it's realizing that actually we've got no one else up there get your ass up yep and he's, and he's, he's having because, to deal with the deficiencies of yes, Xhaka abso- absolutely uh, but fucking god man what I think it is I think you you see it so early and because the general, uh, you know, obviously you're a general fan, but I think with so many of us are just sort of like, give him a chance, give him a chance, you know, mm-hmm. and you're just like, fucking shit, no. I, I saw this, right, <laughs> it, was, it was midway, th- I wanted to say it was around October, November last season where the yeah. penny dropped for me. It was like, this guy is not good enough. And the, the, the rhetoric that I was getting was, oh, he needs somebody next to him, he needs somebody who will be his legs. He's, He's got that and he's carried on. And he is still shocking. Yeah, absolutely. Shocking. I think that's what it is. I think that's the fact that we have got a, a better DM next to him. And he's still the same. He, he, yes, he makes a lot of passes, but he's back to, you know, he's passes back to the keeper, back to the centre-back. Like, it, yes, he's supposed to be that link man, but he's not doing enough. Shout it, out to Boston Ozil. Are you converted <laughs> yet? I, I bet, he, I yeah, bet right. he's not. I bet no, he's, he's not. not. <laughs> he's not. Uh, I'd, like, he's I'd not. like to wish him a happy birthday for Thursday. Happy birthday, mate. Hope you had a good day. Yeah, he's yeah. old now. <laughs> <laughs> but, oh God, 35 yeah. million. And just before you go on, Steve, I'm just going to say, oh, I was just about to say, like, uh, with Xhaka and Torreya, we're always using Xhaka as the defensive mid. We're not using the Torreya. And that's what my point was saying, is that we're making, are we making the same mistake as what Chelsea is doing with Kante? I think, right, those, mm. I think that will b- become, uh, I think we can sort those issues out if we get somebody who yeah. has legs, you know, somebody like a Decore, somebody like a Condombia, a Valencia, somebody who can, or a Pogba even, right, somebody who can get about huge. the pitch, right, because until that happens, I think Torreira will be, 
playing out of position a lot more and mm-hmm. backed into a corner and having to do a two-man job as opposed to doing a one-man job because he has somebody next to him yeah. who's just brain dead. Honestly, the, the but, lack of mobility that Xhaka shows, I'm genuinely surprised. Like, okay, playing devil's advocate, okay? Um, okay. I'm not really a Xhaka fan and I haven't been over his recent games, but he has played every game that he's been available for for Arsenal under two managers. Why? Uh, there's no he's one always to available. replace him. He's always available. He's never injured. He is never injured. I, I can count on one hand how many games he's missed through injuries. You know? So, of I, course, he's going to be picked. I, and I, and I, I do think it is because of the passes he does make. He, he, he is a very good link man. But that is not enough when we're trying to win games. And it's apparent, and it has been it apparent is, for a lot. Is it, is it his deficiencies, or is it the players that we need to work... Uh, uh, again, at Devil's Advocate, the players that we need mm. to work alongside him. So, he's a good link man. He gives great passes. If we had a proper winger there, and he was able to give a ball, and we had the speed and, and, and on the counter, would he come good then? I, th- nope. I, think, no. I think it's one of those things that you, we, we really have to see it before we can answer. I, I, I agree with where you're coming from, because I've been the same, and... I, but I, I just I just think who did, seeing he play, night, who did he play with at Gladbach? Oh, um, we'd me have to do some research on that one. Was was Torgan Hazard at Gladbach with him? I wouldn't uh, have a clue. Maybe but... not, but I know. Oh, what's what's them brothers called? Botex. No, the the two German brothers. I can't remember the name. One was Benders. at Dortmund, and one was at. Oh, Bender. Bender. Yeah, yeah that's it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. fuck off. yeah, I know. I know we had one of them there, and I think he was more of a DM as well. I yeah, one was like a right Lars back centre back, and the other was a was a sort of DM midfielder. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I think I, you he know, was I, the one who there. Uh... Go on, Mike. No, no, you go. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I can say I think that uh, the one who was playing the defensive mid was next to Jacker Muggenglag back. The bloody arm getting tongue tied here. Um, so yeah, it, I think. No, when everyone was well, when you were, to answer your question, Fergus, sorry, I think the problem that we've got is is that we've had no one to really challenge him for his place in the team. Um, mm. We've brought mm. in Gwendozi this season, but everyone, you know, I mean, he's only nineteen; he's not ready yet. He's getting the games, and keep if he keeps getting the game time, then yes, he's going to improve improve more. But he's he's just not quite ready yet. Uh, other than that, that's the only reason I think personally he's getting game time because there's no one else to come in to replace him into that in in that position. Mind you, you mentioned Gwendozi. I tell you what, we always need Gwendozi on the touchline, fighting Lingard or fighting. He's, he's a Eric fucking, Dyer. He's, he's, got he's some up big for bollocks, it. isn't he? Yes. <laughs> he was going crazy at Shaka yesterday. He was pissed. Oh, oh did, my yeah. God. He was <laughs> he wiped out Pogba as well. I thought that was well worth a yellow card. I, oh, would it great? Would it great? <laughs> I was I was literally, there was at one point, I think I think it was Xhaka on Lingard and he just stood away, stood away, stood away and I'm just like, just clatter the bastard. Didn't do it. And then <laughs> Gwendozi come on and fucking throwing his little weight around. Oh, it was brilliant. I don't it know. The thing, so that made me, the thing that made me laugh about that as well is he just walked away afterwards. He didn't even look behind him. It's like no fucks <laughs> given at all. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know what what it was like for you guys watching on TV, but after that brawl, I, I don't even know what happened or how it started. I could oh, see- Kolasinac put his head against Rashford. They both sort of put their heads in, not going to do fuck all. And Lingard just like, Jumped in, started screaming and trying to throw. And he punches. started having a go at some. He of got, the fans. he got small man syndrome. Yeah, and he he started having a, a pop at some of the fans in the in the stands. I know, I could see that a pile went down. Like all anybody in that corner, they all piled down the front and were giving it fucking loads to the Manx. Uh, yeah, uh, but I Lingard, believe a coin or something got thrown. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, into, it's happening all too him. often, isn't it? And I, it guys, is, unfortunately. I, I did say, you know, you'll get caught. I know it. I've seen it with my own two eyes. The guy isn't there anymore. His seat's empty. And even if it's not your season ticket, it could be somebody else's seat. And they're the ones who lose out and miss out. So don't be a dick. You know, keep your money in your pocket. So I like that. Um, guys, I don't know. What I was going to say to you is after that, there was VAR was used. And. Um, yeah. It said VAR being used to investigate red card incident, and that's what it showed up on the screen. Yeah. I, what did it show for you guys? And did you just just Lingard being a prat? 
Mm. Oh, <laughs> he, should have, played... he should have got a second yellow for what he did in all fairness. He, yeah. he shouldn't have got involved. But the fact um... that Rashford and Kalasnac both got a yellow and yeah. Lingard got away without it was shocking. Mm. It's because he was already on a yellow, but you know, fucking. That's... Wouldn't have made a blind bit of difference though, wouldn't it? No, no it wouldn't have made a blind bit of difference. But I think, in all fairness, because of the way he reacted, I think if it's anybody else, you know, what I mean, it, it, it could have been anyone, I suppose. But because the ref was a bit spineless in that game, I think as well. Who was the um, He just sort of, he just sort of like waved it off, even though, like you said, VAR is investigating a red card. At the end of the day, he knew he was on a yellow. He shouldn't have gone diving in like he did, and it, it's just as simple as that. But I think I think it was a slightly better experience having something on the on the screen to say what was going on because we knew what was going on in the stands. Um, but I still think they should be showing us the incident so we can see it. But they they think that we're all knuckle dragon idiots who are going to start fighting because of it. You know, I'm a fucking semi intelligent middle aged man. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> semi intelligent. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm middle-aged. That's, Your words. That's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and that must be the longest ever added added time I've ever witnessed. Yeah, fucking ten minutes. minutes. I think yeah. I've I think I've seen nine, eight or nine before, but I don't think I've ever seen ten minutes. I have. I have in a in a few games actually, due to injuries and things like Happens that. Happens a lot in the mean? Italian league, I think. Oh, fuck that. Yeah, because they're rolling around dancing and diving on the ground. (laughs) I I think I've seen it where there was been a a really bad injury. Oh, was there... Actually, there might have been... Like when Ramsey and Eduardo and those... But physically at a game, I don't think I've ever seen that extra time. Mm. So... You you know what? Let me just jump in quickly. I think us as a fan base, I think it's about time we need to get real with, with certain things. Right, some of the comments that I was seeing yesterday, people were slating Iwobi, right? And and in, in, in some in some phases of play, rightly so. But Iwobi was doing one thing that nobody else on the pitch was doing, and that was Running. attacking <laughs> Ashley Young. Attacking yep. him time after time after time. The thing that was annoying with Iwobi is when he got to the final third, you know, instead of playing the overlap, instead of finding the pass, it was breaking down. But people were having a go at him. Right, but he was the only one who was trying to to inject in a bit of pace yes, into agreed. the play. Right, and agreed. In this fan base, right, we have a habit of really over overplaying certain performances. Right, so we're looking at the the Chelsea game, and everyone was going crazy, and everyone was pretty much wiping jizz out of their belly buttons because of the <laughs> performance that we put in. Right, Sorry. but as I said, it if we do not capitalize and if we do not put in the performance against Man United, then the result against Chelsea is just rendered. Null and void. Which is more you know important, I mean? FA Cup or fourth place? Fourth place is more important, but what the, the point I want to make is this, right? We hold on to inconsistent and average players like they're beacons of hope. I saw comments yesterday, oh, Ramsey shouldn't be leaving. We should build a team around him. Listen, why should we build a team around a player who has been as consistent as the mental state of a bipolar woman who's ovulating? Somebody, please tell me She's this. She's not on the group anymore. Why? No, no. Seriously, why are we holding on to these bang average players? We always talk about, oh, we need Arsenal quality. We need Arsenal quality. But then people are crying over Ramsey leaving on the free. The guy's been bang average for over ten years, right? But because he has a couple of good games, all of a sudden we should be keeping him over. Mm-hmm overemphasizing these performances Kashani was was amazing last week but that was his best performance since the beginning of last season we need to yeah, stop no, no, doing uh, this on, on Kashani I'll agree agree with you Ramsey inconsistent agreed but I think he is a class player and if he could have found consistency like he did in 2013 2014 and carried that on and I think injuries and stuff like that have not gone, uh, gone in his favour I think he'll do really well at Juventus I think mm-hmm. the slower pace of the football over there um, he'll be playing with Ronaldo uh, you know he's, he's going to be in, uh, playing Champions League football I think he'll do alright and I can understand why some people say oh we shouldn't be letting him go but he's gone it's history just yeah, fucking that's, that's it we need to get on. Over move on, move on. Yeah, move on. Stop it's holding on to these on. guys. Yeah, uh, but the only thing in his, to his credit, he has been an ultimate professional. He is going on putting the Arsenal shirt on, and he's giving a hundred and ten percent for Arsenal Football Club every time he's on that pitch. I, th- I think he's doing that now. The deal is done. Mm-hmm. Before the deal was done, he was. He wasn't pl- yeah, he wasn't playing for the team. He was playing to boost his own fucking ego. 
um, I I I think it is because the deal is done. I think he was he was trying to get out in the shop window. Okay, yeah, that's like that's like oh, let me show you what you're going to be missing. Yeah. fuck off, mate. You yeah, had exactly. ten years of that, and I think that's get where out, a lot. Of, I think that's where a lot of the fan base turned and was like, you know what? Actually, fuck him off. Fuck him off. And since the deal was done and he's had a couple of good games, everybody's gone back to that sentimental state. It's like, oh, we should be keeping him. We shouldn't let him go. But as as Manny says, you take into account everything else that's that's gone on. No, I, I think it's right a uh, right time for him to leave. Exactly. Two games does not absolve you of ten and years of and inconsistencies. And he's only looked good because the rest of the team has been bollocks. Hmm. I think. Oh boy. Final score: three-one to United. <sighs> We're out of the cup. Only positive I can get out of that is it means I have a weekend off football at one point. Um, <laughs> so you know that's it'll save me some money. So yeah, United have won six after matches at the Emirates more than any other visiting side um, that has managed since since we moved there in two thousand six to two thousand seven. Aubameyang has scored at Arsenal uh, at his Arsenal deb- debut in the Premier League versus Everton. In the Europa League versus Volska, and against in the FA Cup because he was uh, he wasn't in the FA Cup last year um, against Man United. Aubameyang has scored on all seven days of the week uh, for this in this season for Arsenal as well. So just some random stupid facts. And <laughs> yeah. um, yes, I did say stupid. Possession wise, we had sixty three. It worked completely opposite than the Chelsea game. We had more possession, sixty three thirty seven shots. We had. Uh, 13 versus their 8. Five of ours were on target, four of theirs. Corners, five versus three. Unfortunately, they only had three uh, corners because Sanchez was taking them, and when he took them, I gave him dog's abuse, hence a bit of croakiness. Um, fouled, it wasn't really a dirty game. We uh, fouled 12, they they fouled 9. Prediction League, uh, only person to get anything on that one was... Um, oh, I had it up here, one second. Scunny. Scunny, yeah, you predicted a loss, didn't you? Um, you predicted 3-2. Um, not far off, uh, mate. You... I said 2, I did say 2-1, but I, I still feel sick about it now. But like okay. you said, it's a prediction league. If you've got to predict what you think it's going to be. So so that puts um, the mics at 26 alongside me. The guests are on 24 and Manny, you're on 27. So there we go. Tuesday night, we're back at the Emirates. Very, very special game for me. Uh, it's Arsenal versus Cardiff. And considering what happened with Cardiff and their new record signing, gone for a oh, swim fuck, in the English course. Channel. Tuesday. Yeah, it's Tuesday night. Um, I'm bringing my grandson to his first ever league game. Uh, it was his birthday uh, last week. And, um, oh, nice. He's How old now, is he? He's 10. Joseph is 10. And he's a junior gunner. Now he's on the waiting list for his season ticket. Uh, nice. I'm picking him up after school. Going to go down and teach him how not to tell jokes by meet, meeting John Malone at the Coronet. <laughs> oh, my God. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, um, probably, I think Julian is popping in as well. And I think Julian is um, is John's uh, protege or something like that. Because he's shit at telling jokes too, isn't he? <laughs> uh, it's some of the jokes on the on the forum, oh, it's bad. Yeah, at least but, he has a sense of humour. You know I mean? Unlike yeah. some of the miserable twats on there. Oh, yeah. I've, I've got to admit, I do laugh at it. I do do laugh at his jokes just because they're so bad. Yeah, sometimes <laughs> you've got I to do. have a little chuckle. I'm just... mm. It's funny you... the other day someone put one up and it was actually an all right one and I, I tagged him in it and I was just like I was like now this is a joke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember that one. Uh, no, what did Rick. you what what did you guys think of my uh, up the ass video? <laughs> oh, I don't think I saw it. No, basically it's a it's I think it's set in Germany. Uh, it's on YouTube. Um, I'll probably post it on on the uh, Guns and Yellow Ribbons uh, underneath this um, uh, podcast. Uh, it's a guy he's in in a room. It's all dark, and he has to smell and guess what it is. He oh opens the God. he opens the first window, <laughs> and and he smells this thing. It's paint, and he goes paint, correct. And then he opens the next one, sniffs around, he goes. Cheese, yeah, yeah, correct. Opens this next one, sticks his nose in, and he's sniffing around, and he goes, sweaty socks? No, it's still not. We can see because we're watching a night cam, and he comes along and says something else. In the end, he's getting his nose stuck in, and then he goes, a sweaty arsehole. And I went, correct. Oh, my God. <laughs> and then he chucked up and everything. It was just for... I'm going to say, I've I just, seen that. He does get his nose right in there as well. <laughs> 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 there, there, there used to be a thing like that on um, 
used to be on like ITV like late late night when I was a kid. It was called like Banzai, and there was it was oh, like yeah, Japanese thing. And I remember that. Yeah, there was some crazy shit like that. <laughs> yeah, the Japanese are mental, bro. Yeah, like, they do some <laughs> crazy stuff, man. Uh. So what do we, what do we make of the Cardiff game? We went off on a tangent there for a second. <laughs> Sweaty arsehole. Yeah. <laughs> will they will they make a signing? Because they were desperate for a striker. Obviously, I, I we know the, the sad, I, sad thing with their 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 striker um, uh, Salah. Didn't he? They, mm. They've called off the search for him. What I will th- happen there? Will it, will they be insured? Well, I I think they probably will be. But I see, I see this morning that Leicester have apparently offered to recall uh, Slimani from. Uh, from Fenerbahce and loan him for free to Cardiff for the rest of the season. Oh, that's nice. That's mm. nice of him. I, I see that this morning. I can't remember where, but um... I'm gonna say I understand as well that the Argentine Argentinian government have asked to put asked the French and the British government to put the search back on. So whether or not outcomes of that, fingers mm. crossed, it does. I think it's. Can uh, I, I just say as well the, the pilot was yeah the pilot's local to where I live. He only lives about he only, well he did. Live about ten miles away from where I live. Mm. You don't know his family or anything like that, no. Uh, no, uh, no, my grandparents might do because they live in the same village or town as oh, what right. he did. So I ain't really spoke to him to be honest with you. So I couldn't tell you any more. And are, are they any threat to us then, Cardiff? <sighs> depends how fucking bad our defence are. I, I was just about I to say it depends pissed. which Arsenal turn up. Mate, I will be pissed, right? Because I was pissed off with Emery yesterday at the fact that he didn't bring on Monreal when like, when Kashani was injured. So I will be damned if I see Granite Xhaka in our defence against Cardiff. I'm telling you, I might blow up. I might blow up if it happens, mate. I would rather play Monreal there or bring in Mavropanos than have that gimp in our defence. Does anyone know how bad the, um, the Socrates injury is? Not yet. Yeah, Not as yet. Uh, I don't know. There was another player who walked over to the touchline and when he was getting up and and trying to play on, and uh, it might have been, might have been Maitland Niles. I can't remember, but kept on holding his hammy at the back and saying it, it's gone. So I think he's. Oh, out I, I don't. I don't think. It, I don't think it was his hamstring. It was his. Um, it was his ankle. It was his ankle. Was his ankle like he sort yeah. of. Twist, twisted his legs so it was like his ankle and his knee okay was maybe the other guy was just up. saying he was feeling tight around there or something like that yeah. I don't know so yeah can't remember um, yeah I mean I, I, I think yeah it depends depends what, what our defence is like I don't want to see Xhaka playing that game at all mm. I really don't like Cardiff are 18th in the league they've draw, drew the last game 1-1 one, one, lost one drew one lost one so they're inconsistent they've conceded 44 goals um, still less than us though isn't it uh, no, we've conceded thirty-two. I thought. Oh, I thought we'd we'd conceded the, it's the second most next Steve. to Fulham. Yeah, it's still yeah. shit. No, I'm looking at BBC at the moment. I'm looking at the table, and it says four forty-eight against thirty-two. Goal difference of sixteen for Arsenal oh, and Cardiff enough. are nineteen forty-four minus twenty-five. Fulham are. 51 goals so Fulham have conceded the most goals in the yeah because I'm sure everyone like media was banging on about Arsenal having the second second worst sort of defensive record next to Fulham so Uh, where if you're looking at the top six we've conceded the second most goals so Man United have conceded more goals oh right fucking typical media bollocks then or else typically you didn't (laughs) listen why no. are you not risen? <laughs> nah, I'm, sh- I'm sure they've been banging on about us having a worst, you know, the second worst defensive record in the league. Move on, Steve. Stop yeah. digging. Right, I've just had a quick look. Uh, there isn't a full update, but with Socrates, um, the only thing I can think of, it, it might not be a major injury. So, okay. though, well, they're saying it, they don't think it is, sorry, not might not be, they don't think it's a major injury. So, I don't think he'll play against Cardiff, but... Fingers crossed, he might yeah. be back the week after. So we'll probably have Mustafi or Listiner again. Mm. Oh, Jackie. Jesus Christ! What are you trying to do to me to this <laughs> morning? Mav- I'll put you in a good mood hell? for the rest of the day, buddy. Oh, if Mavropanos is fit, I'd bring in Mav. I'd have Mav- Mavropanos and Mustafi. Mm. I want Mustafi. <laughs> well, you got Kolasin. Um, not Koscielny uh, won't play. I don't think because no. he. You know, it's no, I think it's, it could be a lot worse. So it, it, they don't know if it's broke yet. Well, obviously, I've only just read. 
Uh, whether or not that gets updated throughout the day is a different what, story. What, his cheek? Well, he was saying that he couldn't open his mouth. Yeah. You know, I saw him mouth it, like he like, couldn't open his mouth. So he went to the hospital I, I, with a suspected broken jaw. What I saw on the replay, it was only the side of Lukaku's boot hit him in the side of the face. I, I didn't think it was that bad. I, am I, your am jaw I goes right near to your ear, mate. Yeah, it, it completely gashed his ear. Yeah, I did do A-level biology, by the way, Mike. Did you? Yeah, yeah a long sure. time really? ago. Very long time ago. Dark ages, <laughs> yeah, fucking bastards. <laughs> Goal score predictions for the score predictions for the Cardiff game. Uh, Steve, you can go first on behalf of the guests. Three uh, one Arsenal. Okay, Mike on behalf of the Mikes. Oh, I'm hoping the not the inconsistent Arsenal turn up. So I'm going to say I'm going to say two nil Arsenal. Two nil, a clean sheet. And Manny. Yeah, 2 0 as well. 2 0. I've gone for 4 1. It's going to be a great day, and Joseph's going to love it. No, I think fingers crossed. Fingers crossed, yeah. Um, Arsenal ladies haven't had a fixture. The next fixture is Reading at 12.30 on tomorrow at Adams Park in the WSL. Um, the Guna debate. So <clears throat> we have a couple of questions in from James Tricker, from. Adam Rosotto, Bonita Mendes, and Troy Reed. So thank you uh, for putting your questions into us. We'll try and tackle them. Um, and if anybody else wants to add questions, you can get us on Twitter at Guns and Ribbons or on our Facebook page, Guns and Yellow Ribbons, uh, or even messages via our website, which is at gunsandyellowribbons.com. James asks, just the league and Europa Cup left now, what do you pro- uh, prioritise? Throwback to last season's football, indecisive in the final third? Discuss. Hmm. Definitely go for the Europa League because this squad is not good enough to go for top four. It's just that simple. Um, and in terms of the indecisive play, it was annoying to watch pass, 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 pass. No cutting edge. It was so easy for United to just sit back and allow us to make those stupid little passes. I don't know. There was no movement. There was, there was nothing. I just think we ran out of ideas and ran out of steam, really. Um, so yeah, it was just a terrible game all around. Mike, Hopefully the problem was, I thought, is the, the the too busy going for the perfect goal. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's just the only shoot. issue. That, yeah, that's the only issue that I found with the man. Uh, well, one of the only issues that I found with the game last, last night is that there was too busy going for the perfect goal. And like Manny just said, there just fucking shoot. It's not just difficult. Shoot. Just don't give it to Xhaka to shoot because he's. He's, oh. he's starting his early 20s, you know what I mean? He's, he's only on like number five or something, isn't he? In his bloody <laughs> shooting. So, nowhere, no, don't give it to him to fucking shoot. Thing is, as well, like, even even just getting the ball, like, ball in the box, playing tippy tap, they weren't even doing that. They were, just, you know, they were standing at the edge of the box, waiting, 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 and then either fucking up the pass or trying to shoot, and it would go fucking nowhere. Like, even passing at the edge of the box was bollocks. Now, Manny, you said, you said prioritise the Europa League that we're not good yep. enough to get into the top four. But looking mm-hmm. at the top four, the top two are done. Home and hose. Haven't, haven't got an argument with that. Liverpool and Man City uh, to win the league. Hopefully Man City because I can't stand the Scousers. Trust. But, but um, Tottenham look like they've got a little bit of a buffer. Uh, Chelsea are only three points ahead of us and Man United. So out of Tottenham, Chelsea, Arsenal, Man United... Who of those four are going to be in the top four? United. It's whoever is whoever will be more consistent, and we are just not consistent. Enough. But we had a twenty-two game unbeaten run. That's done. Yeah, that's done. And that's that. done. We had yeah, a, we had a Man deeper United squad. We had a deeper squad. We didn't have the injuries that we've got that now. That was it. The injuries is what did us. Yep, we are. We're not consistent enough. You know, to, for that top four. So honestly. Honestly, until we get a serious team in the Europa League, we should keep plugging away in, in the Premier League. But when those serious teams start to pop up, we've got to take the Europa League seriously. Because I truly think that's the only way, that's the only salvation we're having to get into this Champions League next season. And who, it's that simple. Who is serious in the Europa League? Then There's probably Chelsea and a couple of Italian sides, isn't there? Chelsea, Napoli and Inter. And maybe maybe Lazio. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Just, just on the thought of Europa League... Um, because I mean, Mkhitaryan was a mainstay in the Europa League squad. Anyone I got an idea when he's back? No, no. I, 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 th- I think honestly, recent. Sorry. 
I was going to say Mike was looking at the injuries. Is there anything on the on, on the injuries from uh, No, I was only looking at Koscielny and Socrates, but I can have a quick what? look now. Yeah, what did he actually do? How what injury did he get? I can't even remember. It was his metatarsal thing. Oh, oh he's fuck. broken metatarsal. Yeah, so against against that lot. Yeah, mm, yeah. I mean, I could, I, honestly, I mean, as as average as he was looking, I I think without him in the side, there is a lot less movement near that near that final third. And in that final third, having him over on the right hand side, actually, when you when you look at what we're missing now, wasn't so bad. Mm-hmm. And he can drop into that number ten sort of position yeah, as well. Yeah. And and do some creativity work. Henri was sacked at Monaco. Oh man. Mad, isn't it? He I, made a mistake. He made a mistake. I think he let, you know, the emotion play a part in his decision. I don't think he really sat down and analysed the shit show that Monaco actually were. I think he should have, you know, it shows that if you're going to go into the managerial world, you need to pick that first job carefully. And I think the lower league team, maybe in England or somewhere else, would have been better suited for him than the sort of high-profile pressure job that Monaco was. I still think it's a disgrace that after three months they let him go and they don't give him a summer to kind of get his players in and to get his his philosophy across. But I just think that he picked a shit show, you know? Yeah, but if you look at... Yeah, I I kind of agree with that. He's... he's... He's not really researched it very well. I think he's thought heart overhead in going back to Monaco. But if you look like Steven Gerrard and um, Frank Lampard, they were managing a youth side beforehand. And I think that gave them a bit of a grounding. Plus, they've got in at Derby County, slightly lower. They're not like a Champions League team, uh, as obviously, and Rangers. Um, you know, And they've gone in with a squad behind them. Like uh, Rangers, they've got a few other... Um, Oh, I can't remember what the squad, but there's some good, experienced backroom staff to back up Stevie G. So, yeah, and he slipped. Yeah. <laughs> um, right, so we're looking at the... It is January, and despite it, I'm looking at the window, and it's the only window I can see because the transfer window isn't happening for us. How, how, how can the board expect top four uh, if, if they don't back us? And there's only a few days left in the trans, transfer window... What do you see happening? You know, the Suarez deal was off now. There's a rumour it might be back on again. There's this in... What's the guy in in, the, in France? Kunku. Yeah, I don't even know who he is or what he plays like. I, you know. He's... Uh, he's an upgraded version of Maitland-Niles. Um, he can play central midfield. He can play on the right. He can play on the wing somewhat. You know, he's a good young player who hasn't had the opportunities at PSG and if you look at our self-sustaining model it kind of fits what we're trying to do um, in, in terms of what we're going to get in, in this window may um, I would have been more upbeat if we had got at least one signing in by now but the fact that we're going into the final week of it and we're going to be scrounging around trying to get deals done I think is just ridiculous Typical and awesome, I can't though. It is typical Arsenal and I cannot understand how this board can sit there and say to Emery that you need to get top four with this bang average squad, this, 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 um, what's the word I'm looking for? This disjointed and this, this, just this badly put together squad, you know, unless they back him, unless that they go out and get two free signings to help him, he's not going to get top four. It's that simple. Benita Mendes says, do you think Embry can improve the team with lack of funds uh, nope. and Crunky run, run, uh, running the club? I don't think the Crunky situation, I think we covered that one a little bit in the Extra Time podcast we've done because we're, we're hamstrung by the wage structure and the, F, the financial fair play and the sustainable, what's money you know, STCC, so... Yeah. Oh, the short-term cost control. Yes, yeah, short-term cost control, yeah. yeah. Um, Adam Risotto um, says, do you think it's crucial we find a Vieira-type player to boss the midfield and add some balance and some height? Uh, and and by that, I mean a defensive-minded, box-to-box sort of player, Shaka. Um, uh, probably won't find oh. the player close to his ability. Also, a world-class centre-back to partner Socrates or Holding. Hey, a lot of questions been- in there. Haven't we been searching for a Vieira replacement since he left? I mean, 
the thing is, we 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 supposedly had somebody who was you know physical, but after seeing how Lukaku shifted Xhaka off the ball, there is no way that we can go into the you know the summer and go into the next season not having gotten somebody who can do what a Pogba does, who can do what a Vieira did, and that's just grab the ball bounce a few people off, make some tackles when it needs to be made and just be that physical player that we need because Pog, it's Pogba not Swiss like skin. butter through knife yesterday. Uh, hey, sorry, yes. high, hot Very knife nice. through butter yesterday. Get it right. Um, he just, he just, as you said, picked up the ball, <laughs> looked and ran and it was just like ping, 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 ping. Everyone went off him. Yeah. I mean, until we get that, until we seriously go and identify a player who can do that. I, th- I, think, I can't see I how think we move forward. I think you mentioned it earlier. Condogbio or Decore. Oh. Would, I can't believe we nearly got Condogbia before. And what was it, nearly. like 20, 20 million or something? And we nearly, tried nearly, bargaining nearly. with it. That, that's, all we, that's all we ever hear is mm. nearly. We nearly got this yeah. guy. We nearly got that guy. We've needed a, a box-to-box big you know, midfielder to do that role for years. To be honest, even when he armour, as poor as he's been at Spurs, I'd have, I would have <laughs> taken him. Like, I, I thought at the time he, he looked like a fucking good shout. Well, he was good at Southampton, then went up to Celtic, mm. and he was also good. And we were linked with him before he went to uh, Celtic. And I thought, yeah, he he, he looked the part, at mm. least. Um, and he's gone, gone to Spurs. I think injury has got him at Spurs, though, hasn't yeah. it? Rather than, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so... I, would, it, I would like Decore, though. Definitely. Yeah, you've, been, you've been on about him for a while. Mm. So. Yeah, because he's what we, he's the type of player that we need. Yeah. You know, he may not be the most technically you know, gifted player. He scores goals, get stuck in. Exactly, he gets stuck in, he scores goals, he can pick up that ball and run. He is everything that we need. And we need somebody like that to to partner with Torreira and kind of complement what he does. Because I don't think it's fair for, you know, somebody like Torreira to buzz around and try to put out all the fires where, and then standing next to him is somebody who just wants to stand there and pass the ball all game. We, we need legs in this midfield and at the minute the only person with legs is Torreira so we need somebody to compliment him Mm. Mm. Troy uh, Troy Reid from Melbourne asks um, not a reflection or comment on the quality of our current squad but do you think that the uh, our expectations have been artificially inflated uh, by a long period of above average results i.e. top four finishes Champions League qualifications FA Cups with an average squad and because of this are we now finding it hard to accept our current situation um, I wouldn't say artificially inflated oh, go on, go on I would the reason being is if you look at the teams around us i.e. your Chelsea's, your Man City's, your Liverpool's, your Man U's and even the scum, seem to be improving their squads over the times that we were getting. In the 22 years we were getting top four, these teams have been improving ever so slightly as, as they're going along. Obviously, you've got your big Man U, Man City. Obviously, Man City's more down to money. Same Similar situation with Liverpool uh, and Chelsea. But they've always been improving in the areas that they know. All right, yeah. They've had different managers come in all the time, so obviously when they come in, they're always buying the players that they want. And again, it's slightly improving their squads. We've just been stagnant over that period of time, like we said before, bringing in mediocre players as in Xhaka and Mustafi. And it's not really improving the squad. It's just sort of, oh, it's, it's a replacement for this person or it's a replacement for that person. And it's not improved anybody. And I think now it comes a time where it, we're being a bit more found out by that. And this is why we're struggling so much, because we haven't improved. We've sold the better players, which happens. Um, we've let players go on free again, which happens. It, it's, it's just one of them things. That, the thing is, we've just sort of stagnated. And I think that's the issue. Yeah, no, fair enough. And yeah, I think I, I think yeah. the more sickening thing is the likes of what Chelsea have done over the last ten, twelve years, and of recent times, what um, what City have done by you know financially doping their club um, by good or by legitimate or illegitimate ways. Um, but you know, I think I, I I was chatting to little Nick, this guy beside me, and. Um, 
You know, Mike, you know who he is? The, the guy at the end of the road that I'm on who's always starting the songs and everything else. The guy with the, 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 um, the woolly hat on sort of thing. You, pr- you probably do know him. No? Okay. Um, but he, I was saying to him as we were going back, I said, uh, I said, can you see us challenge for a title soon? And he went, not a chance. We're, we're years away from it. Absolutely years away from it. So. We are. I mean, the, the when was it? When Leicester won it, that summer, right, if you look at the squad that we had, all we really, truly needed was two players to make us competitive. And that was an out-and-out defensive midfielder and a genuine good solid center back but again we dwindled again we didn't we weren't aggressive enough so there were opportunities to improve this squad and to make us better but the powers that be at the time just fucked it all up Mm. so now we're in a position where you literally have to rip up the page and start over we we literally have to start over now we have to get rid of some of the deadwood and some of the highest you know these these average players on higher wages and then we have to somehow come back from this and it's going to take a while and i think fans need to relax right mm. and and this is where i feel sorry for emery because he's been given this almost impossible tasks task with almost nothing to, to help rectify the situation it, it's a shit show is you know? is is a munchy emery yes is that the solution yes so much yes because somebody like munchy right if you really go back and you watch you know what he was doing with sevilla and what he's doing with roma he's the guy he's the type of guy who gets every single pound for the player that he's going to sell mm. he did it with sevilla he would they won 11 um trophies when he was with them something like that and he's yeah, trying well, to do he, the he, same he, with they, Roma they won the Europa League three times with um, with Emery there as well and, uh, and Emery Monchi it, will, will it be Dean and Wenger all over again maybe because they know how they work you know they have that relationship already Monchi has you know a reputation for, for you know getting good players and selling on good players for high fees, you know, Rakitic, um, Seydou Keita, Diego Capel, you know, some of these guys. So can he do that for us? Of course, we should get somebody like him who's got a vision where, you know, to take us where we want to be and go from there. But until we we are serious in, our back, in the backroom staff and the powers that be are serious, we're not going anywhere. The only, good, the only thing I'll say, just on a final thing on this, is, is Emery is actually doing... A halfway decent job, considering you think of what he's inherited. He's inherited an institutionalised club that has been run the same way, more or less, for 20 years. Probably longer, but with one figurehead for 20 years. You look up the road when it happened at uh, Manchester United. They had 27 years of Fergie. And David Moyes was put in there, set to fail. Set to fail. And it took, what, five, six, seven managers? And eventually they get a player who used to play for them 20 years ago, who's injected some of what United are. Uh, they've got good squad of players, but, you know, uh, Emery deserves some credit and the board need to back him because uh, it, it, be, it will be unfair on the man who seems to be putting an effort in. That's all I'd say. Mm. True. Preach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. We're definitely... We're, with the team that we've got and the backroom staff and the powers that be, I think we're definitely in where we're meant to be uh, not definitely not top four top six uh, you know what I mean I, I think that's I think that's definitely where we are that, that's the level that we're at now and expecting to get top four is is just out of this world I think for us at the well, minute well it's, it's, it's going to be other, other teams misfortune because it's our misfortune that's preventing us getting into the top four because as you said earlier injuries and everything else and hopefully uh, that lot down the road with their window looker and uh, <laughs> the, the, the other guy, Deli Alley, with his chip on his shoulder and his oh, cock in somebody's mouth. Peanut head, yeah. <laughs> 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 Fucking can't stand him either. Uh, so hopefully, without uh, them having all their injuries, they can drop off, and that little buffer zone that they've got will um, will dwindle. They'll get back into the Champions League. They won't be able to cope with the squad uh, pressures. They'll still be at homeless at Wembley. Um, Chelsea are inconsistent. They have issues with Sari. Um, I don't know what the fuck he's on. Uh, there's there's something wrong at Chelsea anyway because Conte was uh, moaning at the board. Now Sari's moaning at the players. It's just a, it's a rotten 
to the core, I think, that, that club. So hopefully those two get unsettled and we scrape into the top four. I think probably of the four that are in there, what, uh, the question I asked earlier about, I think it'll probably be United, I think, will get into the top four. Spurs might just hang on. On that depressing note, after this depressing podcast, boys, I'm going to go and hang myself, I think. <laughs> I'll join you, mate. All right, okay. Okay. We'll all bring our own ropes, though. Oh, yeah, don't worry. I got mine ready, bro. <laughs> boys, <laughs> thank you very much once again. Uh, I'd also like to thank the guys, uh, some of the guys who have put a review on our Facebook page. Max, obviously, you've been on here. Uh, Don Logan. Uh, Giovanni and Dave Roadcastle they've all come along and, and recommended us on Guns and Yellow Ribbons on Facebook and uh, they've enjoyed the podcast if you enjoy it and Leon Wilson is as well um, if you enjoy it uh, give us a review give us a like on either SoundCloud iTunes uh, or on our Facebook page uh, you'll be listening to another podcast by Arsenal fans for Arsenal fans up the arse see I said it this time not her <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to Guns and Yellow Ribbons, an Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans for Arsenal fans. Follow us on Facebook at Guns and Yellow Ribbons or Twitter at Guns and Ribbons. And remember to rate and review us too. Up the Arsenal.